You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome back to Flourish Weekly. Thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in and listening again this week. I took a little break and um, didn't record last week. Matt and I went to the mountains for a couple of days um, and we went for work, but we also had some great refreshing um, rest and some time together and some time in God's presence. And it was just so beneficial for both of us, kind of a spontaneous last minute thing. Um, So I didn't get to record last week, so I am super thrilled to be with you again this week. Um, And just to talk to you about really something that God's been talking to my heart about, something he's been teaching me in the word and my readings these last couple of days and these last couple of weeks. Um, And I just wanna share, you know, uh, when I started this podcast, it was really, Um, just an opportunity to have a conversation with you, to talk to you about um, my own personal journey, my own personal walk with God, the things that he's teaching me, the things that he has taught me over the course of my life. Um, And really, it's just an opportunity to share God's heart with you. And so thanks for being here. Thank you for tuning in. I love it that you're here. Um, And so let's just get started. You know, I always like to start with prayer. So let's pray and then let's jump right in. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just love you and I honor you. I thank you so much for this opportunity. I pray for every person that's listening right now, wherever they are, whether they're at work, at school, in their car, at home, wherever they're listening, if they're out for a walk, I pray that your anointing would rest upon them, that your presence would be real to them, that they would know, God, that you are real, that you are with them, that you have not left them, you have not abandoned them, and that you would give them wisdom through this teaching today. I love you and I trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, I have been really thinking about um, time management, organizing ourselves, um, you know, keeping our lives in order. I've been thinking a lot about this for the last couple of weeks, and it was amazing because I almost felt apologetic that this was something that I wanted to talk about um, because everyone always tells me, well, Jen, it's easy for you. That's your personality. You know, you're so organized. You enjoy organizing. You enjoy planning. And part of that is true. But as I was reading through the word this week, I really realized that organization and order and time management is not a Jen idea. It's a God idea directly from the word of God. Um, It's something that he teaches all the way from the Old Testament, all the way through the New Testament. You can see that God is a God of order. He's a God of organization. He's a God of planning and preparation. He's a God of excellence. And as we read through the Bible and we get to the New Testament, we discover the fruits of the spirit. And um, I was talking with my father-in-law this week about organization and order and different things. And he said to me, you know, I was talking to him about personality and for some people it's easier than others. And um, for some personalities, you know, maybe you're more of a free spirit. It's not as easy for you to get your life in order or to do time management. And he was just teaching me and he said, yes, but Jen, you got to remember that God teaches us, Jesus, um, Paul teaches us in Galatians that the fruit of the spirit is a product of what of God's presence in our lives. And so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the fruit of the Spirit, what that means. Um, but I'm also going to talk to you about some practical things on how to get our lives in order. I feel like we all need to and want to get our lives in order. We either just don't know how to, or we just don't have the discipline to put what we know into practice. Um, and that's, that's, that's the hard part of this conversation is that, you know what, it's going to require some discipline. No one can do it for you. 
Um, no one is in charge of your life. You are in charge of your life. And if there's some area of your life that's out of order and completely out of control, you're the only one who can bring that back into a place of, of order. You're the only one who can um, delete some things from your life and add some things from your life that bring your life to a place of order and of peace and of joy and of fruitfulness. Um, the ministry that I have at our church and also through this podcast is Flourish. And in talking about flourishing and bearing fruit and um, being people who are, um, you know, we're, we're fruitful, we are successful, we're at peace, we're, we're our relationships are flourishing, our relationships are growing, um, you know, we go through seasons, we go through valleys, we go through hard times, but we come through those with more fruit. Um, we don't go through hard times and get worse. If we're flourishing, if we're planted, if we're doing things God's way, we're going to go through hard things and we're going to come through those hard things better than we were when we entered into that valley season. And I think that's really key is to understand whatever it is that you're walking through, um, that you walk through that with determination, humility, and say, God, what are you teaching me through this? Chisel me, work on me so that when I come through this, I am not the same person. So let's talk a little bit about order. What is order? I mean, what, what do I even mean when I say order? Well, I just simply mean getting your, getting your, and I'm going to talk to myself as well this week. Always know that anything that I'm talking to you about, I have definitely talked to myself about the Holy Spirit has talked to me about it. My, um, the people in my life who hold me accountable, my overseers, they've all talked to me about these things. So anything I'm talking to you about, um, I have first talked to myself about. So um, order. What is order? It's just simply having your priorities in line, having your priorities and the priorities in your life in a place where they all fit properly. Okay. So what do I mean by that? Let's start with the number one priority in your life, which is your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with God, your walk with God. You were created to have a relationship with God. Let's go all the way back to the garden. We were created, Adam and Eve were created to walk with God, to have communion with him. Okay. So if that is out of order, everything else is going to be out of order. Nothing else is going to fit. Okay. So we got to get that in order. The second priority, and this may surprise you, is yourself, your health. So many times we think, no, everyone else comes before me. And, and that is, that is true to some extent that we are servants and we lay down our lives for others. But it's just like that example on the airplane. The, the stewardess and the, the flight attendant will always tell you, put your mask on first before you help anyone else with their oxygen mask. And so after your relationship with God, you've got to take care of yourself, your body, your health, your mental health, your, your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health. You have got to make sure you are taking care of yourself. And then of course, in, in number three is your marriage relationships, your family, your children. That is your next priority. Okay, so let's simplify. If those three things are not getting the best of you, then your life is upside down. Your priorities are upside down. Your relationships are last in your life, then your priorities are all out of whack. You're not gonna have peace, you're just not. You're not gonna have contentment, you're not gonna have joy, you're not gonna have fulfillment because you're not starting off with the most important relationship, which is God. The second most important relationship is the relationship with yourself. And number three is your family and your spouse and, and making sure that they have the best of you. 
Now, after that, we can get into the other priorities like work and um, career and school and all of those other things. But the beauty of it is, is that if we will do this God's way, you know, if we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto us, as Matthew says. So if we seek first God and we do things God's way, the beauty of this is that everything else really does start to fall into place. People want to ask me sometimes, or they want to tell Matt or tell me or or send us a comment on social or something and say, you guys are so lucky. You guys are so amazing together. You know, um, and, and it's, I just want to say, it is not luck. It is a daily decision, a weekly decision to put God first and to keep our priorities in order. And it's not always easy. Even Matt and I struggle to maintain the proper order of our priorities in our lives. And in our lives. And and so many people want to say that it's it's just by chance or whatever, but it's not. It's a life of discipline. It's a life of making daily sometimes hourly decisions. Now, I'm not talking about seasons of life where there is crisis, okay? I'm not talking about seasons of life where everything kind of has to to be put on hold because you're dealing with a crisis, okay? Let's just take that and put it on the on the shelf for now. We're talking about normal be normal everyday year after year um life. And I was talking to my father-in-law, Pastor Fabian Senna about this, and he was saying the same thing. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think he said, I think he's 74. I'm 74. I have my health. Um, I have, you know, all of my kids are serving God. I've got my grandkids. He, you know, I I believe he's completely debt free. And so I know he's completely debt free. And he said the same thing. He said, people want to say that I'm just lucky, but I'm not. It's a, he, he still to this day gets up, he told me, he said, I get up, I make my bed, I get my day in order, I go for my bike ride, I make sure that I eat healthy, I make sure that I go to the church and I pray, and he has this life of discipline. Now, sometimes when we start talking about all this discipline and all this order, some of you out there listening are like, Jen, there's just no way. I cannot get my life in order. You don't know my personality. You don't know the way that I live. You don't know how hard it is for me. Fine. I get it. Okay. I know that it's easier for some people, but at the same time, I kind of question if I really even believe that it's easier for some people, because this is what I believe. If you are struggling with the same thing that you have struggled with for the last 20 years, then I, then I would say, pause and ask yourself, am I allowing the spirit of God not myself. I can't change myself, but am I allowing the spirit of God to come into that part of my life and to change me? Am I allowing the spirit of God to come in and to touch that part of my life and to transform me? Because the power of God and the word of God are transformative. They don't leave us the same. We begin to grow and mature and become more and more like Christ. I mean, if you're spending any time in your in the Bible, if you're reading the Bible at all, you will see that there is a call to maturity and a call to change, but we cannot do that in our own strength. And so I think, honestly, that if there is is a, a, a lack of order and excellence and discipline, it's, be, it's not because you haven't tried. It's simply because God hasn't touched that place of your life to bring transformative change because you really aren't going to be able to do to do it in your own strength. Now, there is a certain amount of it that we do, that we are responsible for, okay? So let's talk about it. Self-discipline, self-control, 
time management, setting our priorities, taking a full Sabbath every week, one full day off, 24 hours of putting God first and resting with your family. These are things that we can do in our own strength. These are things that we can say, okay, God, your word says that you have called me to have a Sabbath. So I'm going to put that into practice. I'm going to open my calendar. I'm going to open it up every week. And I'm going to put in my calendar 24 hours that you get the best of me and I rest. And then self-discipline. I see in your word that you've called me to have self-control. To be like Jesus is to have self-control. And so Lord, develop that in me. Help me to do that. All right. So let me talk to you practically speaking as we're talking about your calendar, I want you to pull out your calendar and I've got mine right here. I'm looking at it. I want you to pull out your calendar every week, once a week. All right. Let me, let me really, let me kind of teach you. I'm going to slow down and just really teach. Um, practically speaking, these are the steps that you need to take every week. I do this on Sunday evening. Um, I believe Matt does this on Saturday. He sits down on Saturday mornings. Whatever the day of the week works for you, I want you to sit down with a notebook and with your calendar. And I want you to write down your priorities for that week, okay? So you're going to start off by listing my time with the Lord, my time with you, Jesus. I need intimate, personal time with you. So write that down. And then you're going to write down, okay, the next thing I need is to take care of myself, The next thing that I need to do is to maintain proper relationships. So I'm going to write down my spouse. Your spouse goes before your kids. And then after your spouse, you're going to write down your kids. Then after that, you're going to write down work, um, you know, friendships, um, school, whatever your other priorities are. You're going to write all that down on your notebook. And then you're going to turn to your calendar and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to start with number one, my time with God. And I'm going to put that into my day. Monday morning, I'm going to spend 30 minutes in the Word and in prayer. I'm going to go for a walk and listen to a podcast. I'm going to spend time with Jesus first, every day. Put that into your schedule for every day of the week. The next thing is yourself, all right? I've got to take care of myself. For you, if you are already, you know, someone who's successful in the gym and you're already doing great and you're already um, fit, then maybe you want to up it a little bit. Maybe you want to challenge yourself with something new. But if you're a beginner, someone who says, look, Jen, um, look, God, I know that I need to get my health in order and I don't even know where to start. Here's where I want you to start. Start by going for a walk every morning. One 30 minute walk. Just get out there do it outside, do it on a treadmill, start there. If, if you are an absolute beginner, start there. And then after you've done that for a little while, then we'll start talking about what else you can do. But I want you to just start by moving your body and then start by not eating fast food. I know for some of you that are way far beyond this, you're like, what? Just stop eating fast food. But for a lot of people, fast food is their go-to. And, it, and that's okay if that's where you are, but I want you to just do these small little tweaks. In your calendar, I want you to write down, I'm going to go for a walk every morning, and I'm going to go grocery shopping, and I'm going to try to cook and eat at home. And this is, at first, it's hard, but here's the beauty of it. At first, it's hard, but after three weeks of doing this, it's going to get easier and easier, and it's going to become a habit for you. Now, what's your third priority? Okay, now we're down to relationships. Now we're down to the people in your life who you value. And listen to me, time equals value. So if you are spending time 
with those people that you love, you are communicating to them that I value you. You matter to me. Your voice in my life matters to me. Closeness with you matters to me. And when you, when you lack time with the most important people in your life, you are communicating to them that you don't value them. And I know that's a hard truth to hear, but it's the truth. These, the people in your life who love you the most need your time to feel valued. And you need their time to feel valued. So I want you to go back to your calendar and I want you to write in, okay, for me personally, just as an example, Friday is time that I spend with Matt. Write in a date night. Write in a lunch with your spouse. Write in a breakfast with your spouse. Whatever works. Write in that we're going to meet, if both of you work, we're going to meet at home Wednesday afternoon and we're going to have lunch together at home. We're going to listen to each other. We're going to we're going to lean into each other. I want to hear his heart and I want him to hear mine. You have got to prioritize this or before you know it, a month will have passed, a year will have passed, a decade will have passed and you won't know each other. The thing is is we've got to be in each other's lives day in and day out, week in and week out to to truly know the other person's heart, their goals, their struggles, their their joys, and everything in between. So I want you to really lean in, especially to your spouse if you're married. Now, if you're not married, and if you are married, either way, the next relationship that gets the best of you is your kiddos. They need you. They need to know I'm more important to mom and dad than anything else going on in their lives. So if that means, okay, I'm going to go back to my calendar and I'm going to write in, that 15 minutes before bedtime, I'm going to spend one-on-one time with each child. Or 15 minutes after I pick them up from school, I'm going to spend 15 minutes with each child. Whatever works for your schedule, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care when it happens, but you have got to write that into your calendar. Listen, if you don't have a plan, a written plan, it's not going to happen. It's just not. Look, we're all human. We're all flesh. We are all... um, just gonna kind of coast through life if we don't have a written plan. So write it into your calendar. Um, And then of course, now the largest chunk of your time is gonna be work. For those of you who work 40 plus hours a week, you're gonna write into your calendar, nine to five, I'm at work. But at least now you have fit in these other things, these, these important priority things. And now you look at your, you start off Monday morning and you're not guessing, when am I going to get time with God? When am I going to get time with my spouse? When am I going to get time for myself? Well, you already know because you've put it into your calendar and you can see when it's coming. Um, I also schedule in fun. I make sure that I schedule in some fun time with some good quality friends because I desperately need that. Um, For those of you who don't know my story, I moved to Hobbs, New Mexico from New Bern, North Carolina, which is over 2,000 miles away. And there are seasons of life where that, after 20 years, is still difficult. Um, And it's not that I'm not fulfilled and happy where I am, but it does feel like I moved halfway across the country, well, all the way across the country to fulfill God's calling. And I'm so grateful that I did because I have Matt and the relationships in my life and the church and the ministry that God's entrusted to me. I love dearly. There are times in my life where loneliness tries to creep in. And in those seasons, I am not just in those seasons. Let me, let me just tell you every single week, I do my best to prioritize and put fun with friends in my schedule. Friendships are really, really, really important to me. I think I did a whole podcast uh, episode on friendships because 
they are very important to me. And I don't know if that's personality or if that's how God created all of us, but I know that friendships, the the feeling, the deep loyalty and connection with a friend and feeling that safety and comfort of a friendship um, beyond my marriage, it's really, really important to me. And so I, I try to schedule in fun. And if I start to feel um, like I'm struggling in that area, I'll text a couple people and just initiate connection because it's, 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 it's not just important to me. It's vital. It's vital to my life and it's vital to my joy and to my health. So, um, anyway, so does that make sense? So you're going to pull out, you're going to write down all your priorities and then you're going to put those things actually into your calendar week after week. And it's really not that difficult. You know, the things of God, um, the way that God's called us to live, we complicate it so much and we fill our lives. I'm reading a book right now um, that's talking about how we fill our lives with so many activities, so many things. You know, you've got three kids and every single one of them is doing a different sport and every single one of them is going a different direction and you feel like you just, you're just like, Jen, I cannot get this life in order. You can. With God's help, I promise you, you can. The things of God are simple. They really are. They're not necessarily easy. Sometimes it's difficult to put them into practice, but they're very simple. The teachings and the and and the the laws of God are very simple. So I want you to sit down and just begin to try to put this into practice. And if you have a hard time or if you need accountability or if you need coaching in this area, reach out to me. I'd be happy to help. Um, reach out to someone at your church, some leader at your church. If you if you're not a member of my church, reach out to someone in your church, in your community and say, look, this is an area that I struggle and I need help in this area. Um, so I want to also, before I, before I close, I really want to teach for just a minute on the fruits of the spirit. So we have in Galatians chapter five, verse 22, we've all read it. We all know it by heart. We memorized it in VBS when we were kids, but the Bible says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, goodness, gentleness, and faithfulness. And so it's not just personality. We can talk about Enneagram numbers, and we can talk about melancholy, phlegmatic, um, sanguine. We can talk about the different personality types, ESTJ, ENFJ. We can do them all, right? But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your personality is. It doesn't matter what Enneagram number you are, which I'm not a huge fan of the Enneagram teaching, but if you are that's between you and Jesus. But at the end of the day, no matter where you fall on any of those spectrums, we're all called to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And so I was reading and studying it this morning in the Amplified, and I love that it says this, the fruit of the Spirit, and then in parentheses it says, the result of His present presence within us. So the fruit of the Spirit is the result of, of God's presence within us. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, continuing on. But it's the result of His presence within us. So it doesn't matter what your personality type is. It doesn't matter what your strengths and weaknesses are. It matters is His presence in you. Are you taking the time to allow His presence to fully fill you? And and then from that, that, that filling, okay, 
the Bible refers to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit as living water, right? So as that living water fills you, it begins to bubble up and produce the fruit of the Spirit. Now, one thing that Pastor Fabian, as I was having this conversation with him, that he reminded me is, it's not the fruits of the Spirit. It's just one fruit with nine different aspects. And so as we spend time truly spending time in God's presence and allowing him to fill us, these things start to be produced in our lives. Now, some of them are going to come easier. Some of them I'm going to have to really focus on. For me, I've got to really focus on patience. And as I was studying patience this morning, you know, in the King James, it's long-suffering. Well, what does that mean? The, the Amplified in the Greek actually explains that the fruit of the spirit of patience is not your ability to wait. It's how we act while we're waiting. And I'm going to be real honest. I, sh- I don't like to wait. I'm not a fan of waiting. I like forward motion. I like things to continually feel like they are moving forward. But you know what? God has taught me so much in the last two years about waiting well. Waiting on him and doing it well, doing it with a good heart, doing it with patience, doing it with long suffering, and knowing that in the waiting there is purpose, in the waiting there is goodness, in the waiting there is there is um, change happening in me, there is change being cultivated in me, there's maturity being cultivated in me. Let's think about Moses who went to the backside of the wilderness and had to wait 40 years He was waiting and God was dealing with his character to prepare him for the day that he would come back to Egypt and be used mightily. So patience is just simply one of them. What about love? The Greek actually there explains unselfish concern for others. That's that's a true fruit of the spirit is when you are walking around daily with an unselfish concern for others. Or are you thinking about yourself? Are your decisions motivated out of selfish ambition, self-promotion? Um, are you motivated out of protecting your own feelings? Are you motivated out of protecting your own image? Are you so embarrassed and so ashamed of a situation in your life that now all of your decisions are based around hiding it because you just don't want anybody to see the real you? That's not walking in love. Walking in love is being genuine, being open, being real, exposing yourself, number one, to God. I sat right here in my, in my sunroom on Saturday and had the most real, raw conversation with God and said, these are the things I don't understand. These are the things that are hurting my heart. These are the things I don't quite get. I don't know why you haven't come through in this area. I had a very real conversation with the Lord, but then at the end of that conversation and, ex- and exposing my heart and exposing my weaknesses, I just told him, but Lord, I know that you're good and I praise you in the waiting. I praise you in this process. I praise you in this hardship because I know that you're good. I know that you're working your character into me and I know that you have a purpose in this pain and in this struggle. I worship you through this. And when I did that, his presence started to just fill this room and fill my heart and heal and restore some areas that I still needed some healing. So we've got to spend time in his presence. Um, Another fruit of the spirit is peace. And it describes peace as an inner peace. 
an inner peace, not an outward peace, not a peace that we get from outward things, not a peace that we get from, from yoga or from a, an, an outer peace that we, that we, that we kind of create on our own, or it's an inner deep, deep peace, deep within our soul that is developed and created and produced as a fruit of his spirit alive in us. Um, and so joy and faithfulness and all these things I read this morning, um, I was reading this morning uh, in, in Corinthians, and I love this verse that he says, a manager, sh- a manager should be faithful. And what a simple statement. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit, but if you've been entrusted to something, if you have been entrusted to something in ministry, if you've been entrusted to something even in your family, how about being entrusted with a child and you're managing the home? If you've been entrusted with something in your job or in your career, if you have been entrusted by God to do something, to manage something, then be faithful, be diligent, be consistent, be faithful. And God's going to reward that. And he's, he's, look, God's going to take all of this, all of this intentionality that you're bringing to him. It's like you're sitting down once a week and you're saying, God, I am bringing my intentionality to you. I'm bringing you my calendar. I'm bringing you my schedule. I'm giving this to you. Help me do well with what you've entrusted me with. Help me do well with what you've given me. Help me to do well and to to honor you with my schedule. Because really at the end of the day, guys, that's what we're doing. We are honoring God by saying, I'm honoring you by spending time with you. I'm honoring you by taking care of my body, taking care of my mind, forgiving, forgiving myself. I'm honoring you by taking care of myself and exercising. I'm honoring you by choosing to eat well. I'm honoring you by spending time and loving my spouse, my children. I am honoring you by getting my life in order. And that's really what it boils down to. It's not even about personality. It's not. You can ask my mom. When I was little, I was very unorganized. So anyone who wants to say that, oh, it's Jen, it's just because you're organized, it's just because you like to plan, ask Jeannie. (laughs) She will tell you. Ask Gigi. She will tell you. I was the messy child, very messy. Um, and I still, to this day, I have my messy areas. It's true. I do. I got a messy corner in the house and I have to discipline myself. Guys, it takes discipline for any of us and for all of us. But man, if we love God and if we want his best and if we love his people, if we look at our spouse and say, that's a son, that is God's son, that is God's daughter, and I'm going to love them well because they belong to him. If we're putting God first and we're seeing life through the eyes of honoring Jesus, man, we're going to do well. And God's going to just pour out his blessings on our efforts and our intentionality to be excellent, to manage our time well, to set our priorities, to have a Sabbath, and to to really practice self-control. That's what it really boils down to. So look, there's grace. We all make mistakes. We're not perfect. I was late this morning at the gym. Um, I like to be in order. I like to be excellent, but I was five, six minutes late to the gym this morning. I'm doing my best and there was grace for my workout partner. So obviously there's grace and we are not going to be perfect. This is not a call to perfectionism. That will drive you crazy. This is not a call to control your life. This is a call for you to sit down and let go of control of your life and say, God, 
where do you want me to where do you want me to focus what areas you want me to cut what areas you want me to add what do you want to do with the time that you've given me and we give god our very best in everything that we do so that's what the lord has laid on my heart this week i love you so much i hope that you will put this into practice hear god's heart know that he is for you and he's got a plan for you and because he loves you and has a plan for you he wants us to learn and develop the fruit of the spirit so that he can use us to the fullness of what he's called us to. I love y'all so much. Have a great week. I can't wait to hear from you. Please reach out to me, Instagram, Facebook, text calls, however you want to reach me, please reach out. I just thought about that Disney song whenever I said that. Who was it? Um, I can't think of the Disney character off the top of my mind. Um, Kim Possible. Yeah. Call me, beep me if you want to reach me. Anyway, I love y'all. Have a great week. Reach out. I love you so much. I'm praying for you. You could do this. You're going to do great. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.